Smart Conversations. Welcome to Hot Smart Conversations with me, Martha Louise, and my two great friends, Mari Mansetti and Lily Bendres. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we are three spiritual women from Norway who have a deep felt desire to help all people understand the transformational power of love and how to implement it into our lives for the better of all mankind. Changing the world starts with each and every one of us. And it starts with experiencing the love we all carry in our hearts. By tapping into this deep, unconditional love intelligence, we can transform our lives for the better. And maybe we should start uh, with uh, telling a little bit about ourselves. Yeah. Who we are. We start. What shaped us. Yeah. How did it start? How did it start? And I think, Marta, we should start with you because... Everybody can uh, feel some connection in our story or feel... Yeah, I think it's important to share all our stories, actually. Um, because I think everybody who grows up having a bit of a different experience than the people around them, like seeing things, knowing things, um, seeing into other worlds, having that already ignited from childhood... Um, might find some similarities or recognize something from our stories and our lives and maybe that can help some people too and I think it's important to share I think we share too little in general absolutely, in society absolutely mm. in the old days they were sitting around the fireplace in the desert sharing stories throughout the times we have shared stories not so much lately But you're occupied with uh, reading on social media. and yeah. But I think it's important. It's important that we can open up a bit and, and see the value. And everybody has mm. a great story, But important you, story. You mentioned social media, and that's actually also a story. It is also a <laughs> story, yeah. yeah. Storytelling. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right, you're right. But it's a total different way of storytelling than what they did before, because then they transmitted stories that they had... Uh, heard from past generations mm. yes. and that they mm. heard when they were small they had heard them so many times they became part of their being and yeah. then they shared them on to the next generation mm. Uh, mm. and our storytelling today is more like hey uh, this is yeah. what i'm doing right now yeah. Yeah. but it's also a kind of storytelling it's also kind of uh connecting although it's on a totally different level than this deep traditional uh generational level yeah Yeah, and it's also this kind of storytelling is also about to be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we are not so true to ourselves when we put things out on the social media. Mm -hmm. we, we show the glamorous things, we show the good stuff, but we don't show the deep uh, heart in a way. We can show it, but at the same time we don't uh, talk about the who we are in the real way. We see the good, but good but uh, but then again, there are some that I see use social media, uh, telling everything about themselves, yeah. every feeling, yeah, everything, yeah. everything, everything, everything. I guess that is a kind of way for them to have energy coming towards them, have sympathy, have likes, and uh, and I need that. So it's difficult to judge. Yeah, so absolutely. and so. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's very healthy to communicate through words. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's very healthy for people to uh, use, use your language to speak, not only yeah. write. Yes, uh, yes. But but today it's more common to use the social media. But it's what I've seen in a workshop. It's a lot of lonely people out there, spiritual people, because they yes. think they are the only one. And when we make this kind of openness. Uh, we can connect mm. and maybe you can find someone else to talk with about these things and I think that's great if we can open up for that yes because that was one of my big things were growing up was that I felt very lonely because mm. I didn't understand first when I was little I thought everybody was like me like that I had that I saw colors around people uh, and light around um, objects um and that I knew things and felt things about people. I could get a pain if somebody had a neck pain or knee pain, I would get pain in my knee or my neck. And I didn't know if it was mine or somebody else's or whose it was if there were more people in the room. And also this emotional connection that I just knew that they weren't okay. Uh, and uh, I remember when I was little, um, I went up to this woman once at uh, one of my parents' um, dinners and I, I said, it's going to be okay with your husband. Don't <laughs> be so sad. <laughs> and she was like, who told you what? What? What happened here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it became a huge thing um, because uh, she thought that my parents had been talking or, you know, like, and they hadn't at no. all. But I just uh, tapped into that energy. Yeah. Um, and I think this kind of tapping into other people's energy is more normal than what we think it is. But then we learn through school, at least I did. Um, I learned through school that you're not allowed to perceive the world in this way. This is like a, uh, a thing you have that is um, not valuable. The, you yeah. can't use mm -hmm. it for anything. You need to use your head. You need to use your smartness. Uh, you need to take all this out of you and just focus on your intelligence. Uh, and that's basically what the school system taught me to try and shut down all my navigational systems of connecting with people in that um, sensitive, energetic way, I yes. would say. Mm. Um, so growing up, I had all these experiences, right? So for example, uh, when I was very small, I lived in... Uh, one room but then I moved room when I was around 12 and suddenly I was really scared at night and every night evening when I was lying in my bed falling asleep I felt that there was a person sitting in my room watching me and then I got this um, as though somebody was choking me mm. sensation uh, and I remember I was just lying in bed, cold sweating every night. And just if I just lay still and I didn't breathe, then uh, nobody would notice me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I told about this. And um, yeah. we live in a, we lived in a big house uh, where, uh, which is very thick walls. So every curtain had like a tiny room behind it that people could actually sit in. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, we yeah. would hide there for hide and seek and stuff. Yeah. So every evening, my nanny and my parents would come and they would say, Martha, there's nobody here. And they yeah. would draw all the curtains, you know, mm. away from the windows and show me the niches behind, you know, where people yeah. could sit. Mm. There's nobody here. 
They looked under the bed, there's nobody there, <laughs> you know. But still, there was this presence of this man in my room staring mm. at me. Yeah. Mm. And I was terrified. And everybody was like, no, 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 nobody's there. So uh, it's just your imagination. And I think that's something that many people hear is just your imagination. Yeah. Like, it's just your imagination. You're just making things up. Oh, you're such a sweet child. You have such a great imagination. You know? Yes. <laughs> and and then, but it didn't go away when I got older. And I was like, God, I still have a really great imagination. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> And then I understood later on that I also have these powers that I see people's uh, energies. Uh, and I'm also highly sensitive, I understood yes. after a while, which 30% of uh, society is. Yes. Um, and so being highly sensitive, you take in more of people's emotions, uh, you can take in other people's pains, uh, you're very sensitive to criticism or sounds, uh, smells, uh, yeah. All these things that make you sensitive. Uh, anyway, but I didn't know this at the time. So when I started school, um, I, I tried to fit in to what I understood was right. Because I understood when I started school that the way I was a human being was not the way you were supposed to be a human being because you weren't supposed to take in from other people. You weren't supposed to see things and you weren't supposed to feel things. You were supposed to think and you weren't <laughs> supposed to know where you're going. You're just supposed to think your way to where you're going and your goals and so that you go A, B, C, D. And I didn't. I was like, oh, I want to go there. And then suddenly I would hear something on the radio and then I would hear something there or I would meet somebody who took me to that point. Which is a different way of getting to your goal. And, um, and so I understood that my way of creating and my way of being present in my life wasn't the norm. It wasn't allowed. Uh, it wasn't um, the way you were supposed to navigate in the world. <clears throat> so I started turning off my navigational systems which was this sensing of people and being present with people from the heart. And, um, oh, and also another thing was that when I was little, um, I understood quite early that we lie to each other from a very early point in conversations. Mm. Even after we say, hey, how are you? People go, oh, I'm fine. And I knew that, no, you're mm. not fine. So I understood from a very early age that people actually lie quite early in conversations because straight after you say, hey, how are you? People go, oh, I'm fine, you know, like this. And when I was little, I was like, uh, no, you're not <laughs> fine. I sense that you're not fine. Why do you say you're mm. fine when you're not fine? Mm. Why are we not truthful when we speak to each other? And then I was like, Maybe everything I feel and sense isn't right. Maybe it's all wrong. Mm. And what people will say mm. is that. And then, and then when I experienced also that people got really upset or afraid when I actually told them truths like, oh, you'll be okay with your husband. Yes. Um, then I also understood that, okay, I have to stop. I have to stop feeling and taking in everything that I'm taking in and I have to start just listening to what people say mm. and what people say um, is something completely different than who they are often mm. not always but quite a lot but of how time. did it make you feel um, 
It made me feel very lonely because I thought I was the only person in the world who mm. perceived the world like I did. Yeah. Mm. And also uh, I felt different than the others, not just because I was a princess, mm. but because I had this too. Yes. Mm. And so this is the side I really wanted to hide. Mm. And I really tried to turn my navigational systems off. Uh, and it felt a bit like landing in plane without any of the instruments. Yeah. So like uh, having no judge of height or speed uh, mm. in going into a difficult situation. Yeah. And just trusting your brain uh, when you have all these other navigational systems is very, very limited and very scary. And I started then to listen to everybody around me. Yeah. Mm. And totally distrusting what I felt, who I was, and my inner compass or inner truth, mm -hmm. uh, my inner knowing, and just cut that off completely. Mm. And what happened in that process was that I also cut off with that, because you can't just cut off one thing. There's always something else going into the pot kind of thing. And so I turned off all my emotions too. Yeah. So through, um, yeah, say when from when I was like 10 to 20 something, uh, I was just really, really, really happy uh, all the time. <laughs> yeah. Totally yeah. like every, oh, everybody's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Yes to everything. Mm. I'm here for you, yeah. you know. And then suddenly it would switch and I didn't know why or what happened, but I would get completely depressed. I yeah. would cry my eyes out yeah. and then I would be totally happy again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was no in between. There was yeah. no in between em emotions. Like yes. it was t totally cut off. Yeah. And so with that uh, was also uh, all of this uh trauma of cutting out who I actually was I guess mm. buried mm. underneath this wall of I'm fine mm. you yeah. know mm. so what saved me through these years was that I started riding yeah and my connection with horses and this gets me really emotional mm. and I think this is very um normal with people <laughs> who are sensitive they also start crying a lot but also yeah. that they have a special connection yeah with animals mm. yes but it was strong for you Marta it was very strong it uh, yeah it saved as you say it saved you yes it, uh, it really did yeah and I think that having that connection with horses because uh, dogs I had connections with too, but they're carnivores. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah. and horses uh, only eat plants. Mm. They don't kill anything <laughs> yeah. to eat. Um, and so they are there and they're flight animals. Yeah. And yeah. so that's a different energy to mm. meet as well. Mm. And they're also really huge mm. and mm. big. Mm. Yeah, and you have to earn their trust. And when you have earned their trust, they are there for you exactly. always. Yeah. And then suddenly I had somebody who I could communicate with. Yeah. From my heart. Yeah. Mm. And that really um, uh, benefited from that contact, which I didn't see that anybody else in society valued from me. Yes. Mm. Of course, you could be you. 
Yes. Yeah. Mm. Without any any judging or anything. And also yeah. it was amazing because in every other person that I met in the world, um, they would judge me mm. from being a princess mm. and from what they had read about me in the papers before. Mm. So they everybody I met had a picture of who I yes. was or who I am. And they either um, over were, were over friendly with me yeah. or they took a distance to me mm. not to be uh, act as though they wanted to be friends with me kind of thing. So it was never a um, authentic, just heart to heart felt meeting, if yes. you see what I mean. Yes. Because mm. it was always big with the baggage that they had that I had to go through to say, hey, this is actually who I am. Yes. Uh, but how was it matter uh, when everybody wanted to have a little piece of you and everybody looked at you when you grew up and um, in especially in the teenagers when you were highly sensitive and uh, for me, I can feel... I felt it. I grew up in a small town, but you had the whole country and maybe the whole world looking at you. It, it, it's really tough. Yeah, that was mm. a really, really tough period, especially with the paparazzis um, who really invaded my life. Um, and I remember like being... Um, uh, yeah, I was I was really depressed through that. But this was a period where I wasn't in connection with myself. Of course. And uh, the horses helped me through that too. Yeah. And it was the only place where I felt free. Yeah. Because it's it not only was it that the horses helped me like emotionally with the direct bond that I had with my heart to them, the heart to heart communication, which was amazing where you could speak without words, which was the language that I resonate with quite a lot, you know, and, and that I where I take in, in feelings and emotions. Um, but it was also somewhere where they didn't judge who I was because mm. they didn't care. They didn't know. Yeah. They, they, yeah. What yeah. do they know what yeah. a princess is? You know, it's crazy. Yeah. And so they, they, they met me with who I was. Yes. And they responded to how good or bad I rode. And how good or bad a connection I had with them. Mm. And so that's what I thought was so amazing with the show jumping. Because then it's the two of you together. You have that communication with mm. the horse. And when you really have that communication with the horse, it's like I had this one horse, for example, that I could just think we need to turn left. And it turned left. Yeah. Mm. Like like really suddenly so that I almost fell mm. off. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and just to know, to have that communication was just so valuable for me because I didn't have to tell it to anybody. Mm. Mm. You know, it was just my experience, but the horse knew mm. and I knew and we knew. Yeah. And so that was mm. the bond. Mm. And what was your question again? How it was to grow up. Yes. Grow up with yes. everybody looking at you. Exactly. So the horses helped me with that mm. uh, and with people and the press it was uh, very challenging but especially for me because because I was very sensitive I all and this is also very typical for sensitive people I've learned later is to take very responsibility for other people and how they feel and so we often go into this like we're the first people to offer somebody a pillow or are you okay yeah. or to yeah. keep the 
keep the conversation, uh, conversation going. going at the <laughs> yeah. table yeah. exactly being the center yeah. of attention yeah. if you're if you're an extroverted uh, yeah. highly sensitive person um and uh, and to really take responsibility for everybody around mm. that you and how they feel because you know how they feel yeah yes, yeah yes and so therefore you're also really bad at setting your boundaries mm. because yeah. you also it it goes uh it's really difficult to set your boundaries when you feel what the other person is going to feel yeah or to take in or take responsibility for the what the other person is going to feel yeah, yeah. And so that's something I really had to learn um, with also with the press was that um, my friends were okay with being uh, terrorized by the press and having them outside their house for 24-7, being, you know, harassed by them, uh, having them jump out of bushes in front of their house, um, especially with boyfriends, you know, like... And they would just jump out of the oh bush. And, you know, when yeah. we're 16, 17, 18, it's, yes. not, it's not okay. It's not okay anyway. Yes. But it's, it's definitely when you're, when you're not even... Not, yeah. And, um, yeah, so they... <clears throat> when I got a bit older, they, they would stay outside my house 24-7. They would, when I walked to my um, school or university... Then they would uh, follow me by car, take pictures of me all the time. Uh, if I bicycle, they would drive a car next to me. If I uh, was in a car and stopped on the red light, they would uh, go up on the pavement beside me and take pictures through the window. Uh, on the highway, they would, or motorway, they would go on the side and, and, and try to like knock me, go in front of me, go on the side of me and take pictures. It was really dangerous, actually, what they did. And then, of course, write horrible things of, about me that I didn't recognize. Um, and so that was a real challenge for me, but especially that my friends went through the same. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was a huge challenge for me. And uh, it came to the point that I was like, I have to go to a, a psychologist mm, to talk course. about these things because I need help. I can't handle mm. this. It doesn't, I can't, I don't know what to do. And so he, um, um, oh, what's that called? Uh, oh, I went to a Gestalt therapist. Uh, yeah. And so we talked a lot and everything. And in the end, he was like, okay, so um, why don't you talk to them? And I was mm. like, talk to them? Uh, I want them to go away. Yes, but they're invading your space. And you're just feeling that you are, uh, you get invaded by your space. But that's really far out that's yeah. like 20 meters away from you you feel that they invade your space you know so they will invade your space so mm. how are you going to deal with that you need to do something different because what you're doing isn't mm. working mm. yeah so why don't you go up to them and i was like so what do i say it's like just say what are you doing here why yeah. are you doing this and i was like okay i might try <laughs> that <laughs> And so every every day, every time I saw them, even when I did my driver's license test, they were driving after me. They were at the driver's oh license dear. test. Yes. <laughs> oh, you can't imagine. Oh, you're yeah. all oh. you're nervous, nervous from before. I was so nervous when I took yes. my driver's license. What would you think oh I was? God. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course, yeah. everybody. With a paparazzi is. behind you yeah, is terrible. Exactly to see every fault you yeah, do yeah. and write it in yeah. the papers. Oh. Anyway, so then I went up to them and I was like knocking on the window. And they had to roll the window down. Yeah. And I and then they were like, I was like, so wh- what are you actually doing here? What do you feel? 
about how do you feel about following a teenager girl you know and that's your day job mm. is that is that what you want to use your life for and they were like uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh. Uh, and I was yeah. like yeah why are you having why do you have this job is this something you would tell your kids about to be proud of following TJ like telling horrible things about a young girl like me would you do why are you doing this and so and and I did this every day every time I saw them and they were usually the same yeah, yeah. three or four people yeah. who who were relating right mm. yeah so I've heard later when, when I've had uh, gotten older and we I could actually talk to them uh, uh, as a normal conversation and not be so angry with them Uh, they they were terrified of me, <laughs> which they they just thought it was so uncomfortable. Yeah. I came up and asked them, and they were like, "Oh no, it's yeah. not okay," you know. And and you know, and because I also worked officially, and we went on trips together, and then they were also there, you know. And we went to trips to you know to Peru and uh, yeah, loads of different countries that I've been with the same press people. And, the, you know, I've broken down crying in front of them. I have, you know, because it's just too much for me. I just couldn't yeah. handle it. Mm. Um, and also, and, and I've had so many of them criticize me, be horrible to me, you know, go way over people's boundaries. Like I would suddenly see a flash from up on top of a hill, uh, like 150 yards, 50 meters away from me. Uh, and I just see something blink in in something glassy, and I knew that there was a press person mm. behind a bush on top of a hill, you know. And I, I sometimes I would spurt up the hill, I would attack, <laughs> I would like go, hey, I can see you, give me the film, you know, blah blah blah, which is pr not the best thing to do because of no. course they just hide that piece of <laughs> yeah, evidence yeah, yeah, that yeah. they need to yeah. to of get course. the pictures in the paper, and they give you another film. Yeah, <laughs> of course, because at the time it wasn't of digital; course. it was a film roll. And uh, and so of course I always got the wrong film roll. <laughs> They got it still in the paper. They still got it in the paper, and I lost kind of thing. But still, that just that, that I knew that I I had the freedom yeah. of actually going out and actually talking mm. to them. Mm. Um, and of course they have a totally different set of values, you know, that I have. They think differently of of uh, taking pictures and being close to somebody people's life they see it as a as a way of living and they they see that this is necessary and something somebody has to write about her anyway and somebody has to do that job yeah. so it might as well be me but there are also a few of them who actually the some of the worst ones that have come to me I, I just a few years ago now one of them actually stood up when I had a workshop a few years ago uh, and he said uh, um because he criticized me so much for what I was doing. Mm. And I'll get back to that in a little while. But, um, and he got up and he said, I understand what you're doing now. I hope you forgive me for everything I've done. I understood when I lay under the barbed wire uh, to the airport, when you and Ari Ben were married and your married night, your, your wedding night, I was lying under the barbed wire trying to get into the airport and I was and I thought what am I doing? Wow. Is what? this what I am supposed to do with my life? And he was like, "No. This is not what I'm supposed to do with my no, life." No. And then he started getting into meditation and he started to like open up of these mm. kind of things and he was like, "Now I understand mm. what you're talking about." 
Yeah. And that was, I mean, such, for me, such a, uh, a re- release. Yeah. And, and he kind of represented all the rest of the press. And yeah. I could really forgive them all and move on yeah. Yeah. in a totally different way than if he hadn't gotten up yeah. that day, which okay. was it was really, really touching to me. And I really thanked him for doing that because it was really brave. Of mm. Him. Mm. Um, yeah. So so then I continued doing my my writing after my teenage year and I, I did uh, quite well. I did the World Cups with with the writing and I was on the national show jumping team in Nor- Norway. I started to be a physiotherapist and then when I was in the physiotherapy I was like this is again just the in- intellectual way of meeting a person. I know everything about the body. I know everything what's happening in the muscles in detail, you know, I can all the structures. It's partializing the body with saying you have a pain in your shoulder. That's because of this and this joint, this and this muscle da 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 da. da. But I missed the what is the body expressing? Mm. Why? The why? Mm. Why is it like this? What is the body trying to tell us? Because I heard things from the yeah, body. From the body. <laughs> and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. why isn't this in, yeah. the, in, in the education? Yeah. Uh, and I loved uh, edu- uh, studying physiotherapy because I learned everything about the body and I thought it was really fascinating. But I missed that part. And so I did an extra a study of uh, the Rosen method, which is a hands-on psychosomatic psychosomatic kind of uh, treatment where when you have your hand on a person um, uh, then in and when you press on a muscle the same at the same tightness or hardness as the muscle is something suddenly loosens and the memory of why that muscle is tight will reveal itself to the person lying on the bench. So imagine that you have a, an exam. And usually before the exam, you get uh, you get a headache or you get neck in your uh, pain neck. Pain in your neck. Pain in your neck or your shoulders, you know, and it's all tight. But then when the, when the exam is, when you have the exam, that all releases because then you're like done with that stress, right? Mm. But when you have a trauma, your muscles tighten up because of that trauma. And and after a while, you just think, but that's just me. That's just how I am. I am mm. a little stiff in my lower back or I am mm. a little stiff in my shoulders. And and we forget how it started or why that started. Um, and we have so many of these traumas trapped in our systems. Mm. So it was so interesting to see how when you had this meeting with the body and really saw the body and really saw that trauma trapped in the muscles and showed the body, I see that you have this trauma trapped. I'm here for you. I'm here to to Mm -hmm. see what it is. Then the body had this huge like... with with the breath. And then all the memory from that trauma came up. And the interesting part was that you saw in the body where they were holding, but also that I got words that I had no idea about where it mm. came from. Mm. And so, for example, I remember this one woman lying on the, be- uh, on the bench and I was holding her and I, I suddenly just heard pigtails, you know, like... Uh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And... Um, 
uh, and I said, I have no idea what this means, but I'm getting this word like pigtails. And I thought I was crazy, you know, and she started sobbing her eyes out. Oh, and uh, and I was just there with her. And then she told me that she was being bullied when she was small. And that was always because her mom loved braiding or plaiting her hair in pigtails. And uh, and that 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 was the core of it. Hmm. Uh, or I could get like a basketball and then yeah the, uh, she got taunted for that or this was another person mm. but but you get uh, and that's the fascinating part I think when we connect yeah. as people that we actually can tap into each other in in such a unique way and that's not so expl- explored scientifically and I think that is the most interesting thing yeah with the connection <laughs> with each other yeah yeah, you know how we can perceive take in know Mm. each other Mm. on cellular on a cellular traumatic like memory level Mm. yeah so interesting anyway so then i had that um uh, education so i I was a rosen method practitioner as well um i did the study here in norway and um at the same time as i was on the national show jumping team so when i was in holland i went uh out of the country to become a better rider and um, do my practical year of physiotherapy. I went to the Netherlands and there I had a lot of time on my hands because I didn't know anybody. So I I did my practice during the day and then I rode my horses and then I had nobody to be with. So I started delving into meditation much more than I had before. And so I was meditating and I came across this book about angels and how to connect with them. Yeah. And this is when I had my first real experience, conscious, I would say, real experience with my guardian angel, where I sat in my flat and I read this book and I went through the meditation and I got this intense smell of roses and such a strong presence of just pure love in the room uh, that I couldn't neglect it anymore. I had to to uh, say that, okay, this is real. I can feel it. I hear you. And it was like reconnecting with a really long lost, amazing clo- amazingly close friend. Um, and so that connection was there. But what I thought was really weird was that I usually see a lot of things. And this was not uh, through sight. It was not through uh, an insight. It was through smell and just kinesthetic, like, feeling. Yeah. Uh, And I thought that was so interesting. And I started delving into having this communication with my guardian angel and meditating. And with that, my life started changing without Mm. me knowing it. And I think what people are most afraid of and what I've heard them, one of the most things, it's not, yeah, one of the most things that people are afraid of, of tapping into their spiritual side is that they're so afraid that their whole life has to change. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. you have to be this like truthful person. Yeah. Uh, and yes, your life will mm. change, yeah. mm. but it will change in the tempo that you are comfortable with it. Mm. Or sometimes not so comfortable, but yeah. that, you're, <laughs> that you'll manage to uh, embrace. Yeah. Should I say? Yeah. Uh, and so when I started meditating like this, it made me come more and more into my own. It made me see that I actually have a value. Mm. My 
inner voice started coming more clearer to me. Um, I started acknowledging the communication I had with the horses, which was the starting point. Mm. Um, I had contact with a girl from Sweden who spoke to horses. And so she opened up that part for me as well uh, to like really delve into that part. And I started taking myself more seriously. Now, what that what that entailed or the result of that was that I started setting more boundaries and I started saying more no to things that yeah. I before yeah. had said yes to. And in that way, my life started changing because mm. I started to become more clear. Yes, of course, mm. of mm. course. Mm. And actually, my parents had always said, you know, you always have to be true to who you are. Otherwise, people will see through you because people, if you are um, telling a lie or acting out something, people will see through that. Mm. My mom and dad always told me. Mm. And I think maybe my dad is <laughs> uh, sometimes a bit um, uh, wish he hadn't said it so clearly <laughs> and directly <laughs> to me because I took it very literally. <laughs> uh, and from that point, I really started to um, be uh, true to who I am yeah. Yeah. and what I am. And uh, knowing that I have a place yeah. exactly how I am in exact, exactly in the way I am mm. so when I got back to Norway I had to start uh, my official duties I only had to a certain age to do my um, horseback riding and I went back to do uh, my official duties there in Norway and at the same time uh, there opened up a possibility to start at a um, clairvoyance center Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I delved into that and he- learned uh, healing and uh, being clairvoyant and doing energy readings. Mm. Now, I started like a few months after all the others, but it was like coming home for me. It yeah. was my language. Yeah. Suddenly you mm. were with a group of people that wanted you. You were supposed to take in whatever you got yes. from other people. You were yeah. supposed yeah. to delve into uh, your whatever you got as a, a picture or as an image or as a color or a tone or uh, you heard something and you were supposed to take in everything and and be a translator for the other person. I was in heaven. Yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> I was, and, and everybody thought I had had a special training with yeah. a teacher. Yeah. because I just t- t- took yeah. it on so easily yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they had already learned it and I, I was like no I, I just come in and I'm like <laughs> I'm like doing everything because I can actually do it here it's allowed and you're supposed to you know it was so freeing yeah. and it was so amazing to be with other people who were like yeah you. yeah and and it was but then it was also very challenging because it, it went so deep because yeah. you had to channel it yourself and you also got energy readings, you know, on yeah. yourself. And and it's really uh, amazing to develop. And I love, that's what I love the most with being in the world is actually knowing that I am not at the finish line. I mm. am in constant development. Yes. And there are so many things to learn. And I am just loving moving through it and releasing all trauma, releasing all the things I don't need and embracing new things that I can mm. explore and, and uh, explore more of who I am because we're infinite beings. And it's so mm. interesting how that just opened up. Yeah. And, and uh, 
I was really scared through this period, I remember, because this was like a no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. It was a, and in Norway, it's very shameful yeah. too to be spiritual. Mm. And it's also uh, looked upon as dangerous for some people. Yes, from the church. Yeah, and, mm. and psychologists. And yeah, yeah, other yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, you're course, a threat because yeah. you get strong women. Yeah. And yeah, so, so all of this was what made me so scared but through that whole period i was so protected and my and the paparazzi again was you know there but they were never outside apart from one time and i was so scared that they would see that i went to this course but they had left when i got out <laughs> yeah and and uh, so i felt very protected through that period but how did you manage to go into the course or to into yeah, the nobody, school nobody. yeah nobody saw you no ah so you, you just walked in yeah, like you? normal ah. but then it was when we had when we had what we call people from outside because it was yeah. when we had like energy readings we yeah. wanted to have people that we didn't know yes and so we, were, we all brought friends and family so that people who didn't know them could do energy readings on them where mm. they didn't know anything about that person right Mm. And so that's when the problem came. <laughs> that's when it, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to yeah. show who I am in this setting. No. So what I did, I went out and I bought um, contact lens, brown contact lenses. <laughs> I wore, you know, a hoodie, I, yeah. and I looked like a hip hopper. I had a beanie. <laughs> uh, I had brown eyes. <laughs> I I did the whole hang loose look. <laughs> 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 and I walked in and nobody recognized me. No, and it, no except one person ah. who recognized me on my laugh. <laughs> ah, <laughs> that's, that's it. That's apparently, it. that's very well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And anyway, so, but then, and then, so, so I was also protected there. Uh, then afterwards, I, I had come to a point where um, I was like, this has helped me so much in my life. I have to share this with other people. I have to. Uh, share this it was the first thing in my life that I like I said I was in heaven I it just felt so right to be in that space it gave me so much happiness joy and I had so mm. much passion for teaching this to other people to give this present and I mean if I had needed it so much other people would have so much uh, yeah. uh, need for this too yes. and I wanted to share it with other people too so that they too could have that experience so I joined forces with another friend of mine called Elizabeth Nureng and the two of us set forth <laughs> and started <laughs> yeah. a spiritual center yeah um, and after a while it called so spring in the building it was called I started the education and um, it it started with a bang and it was uh, a big bang actually. it was a Scandal. huge bang Scandal. in the beginning we were like we made this uh, website and like nobody had seen it and we were like maybe nobody will see the website and we won't get any people on the course you know, like, <laughs> what, 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 what should we do uh, and then suddenly it just the news broke loose um, I had I actually had a book uh, that yeah uh that fall uh, or that autumn uh, when the book came out about um uh, fairy tales around the world yeah. that we had yeah. a huge promotion going on because i had also been working a lot with fairy tales and children uh, communication um also with tv having a tv program for kids and re 
uh, igniting uh, the storytelling again, yes, as yes, we were talking yes. about in the beginning, because Norway has a very rich culture for uh, trolls and princesses yes. and all that. And I, uh, I love sharing that with kids. Yeah. And so I had that, and I had this huge uh, uh, tour, tour mm. with sponsors, mm. everything. And as soon as this new news broke. All the sponsors pulled out. <gasps> oh. uh, the p- uh, the publisher was so mad at me because I hadn't like told him that this was, you know, going to be a thing oh. and that this would ruin the the whole tour and the whole thing with the publishing. Which I I had no idea that what that that would ruin everything. I thought, no. you know, that's fine and that's fine, you know, but yeah. obviously not. So um, so I still did the tour, but all the um, all the sponsors pulled out uh, and the tour was of course much sm- much smaller for it mm. um and then we started the center it was such a huge bang for weeks on end it was the only topic in on the radio in all the discussions in all channels on tv in all the papers um the historians went after me saying that I would have been burnt on the stakes if yeah. it wasn't yeah. modern time mm. and that it wouldn't, shouldn't be possible for a princess to uh, be uh, uh, teaching these kind of horrible things for people. Uh, the psychologists were after me that this was dangerous. Uh, it was um, uh, irresponsible and um, uh, that it was very dangerous to be spiritual. Never, ever be spiritual. <laughs> um, the... Um, church from the highest yeah presence of yeah. bishops mm-hmm. uh were um um talking about how uh, my angels were not yeah. real angels yeah. and that uh don't listen to her and that is basically the devil yeah. and uh this is not good and it's not christian and it's not uh what we wanted to be um and take a stand you know away and everybody was united about that oh uh, and that my dad <coughs> that my dad should take my title away and that i shouldn't be allowed somebody had to put their foot down and what on earth am i doing actually i'm <coughs> really looking forward to when i tell my story because i've been on that school for three years yes so i i know it from the inside yes <laughs> looking exactly. forward to that so everybody misunderstood what we were doing and what this was about. Because basically what we did was self-development and opening up people to their inner voice. What is it that you want to say, Lily? <laughs> Do you want to get your word out? <laughs> Lily is like choking up and like <laughs> having cops. What's going on? It's, what do you, what do you want to say? And what, <laughs> and what do you actually want to say right now? I was asked by the press about yes. you. Yes. But because I was working with ghosts and yes. you were working with angels. Yes. <laughs> what was worse? What, was what worse? do you think? About? What did you say? I said it's fantastic. And I'm, I, she represents the church. A priest talk about angels. So what's wrong with that? Yeah. But apparently you're not. So I defended you a lot. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. you thank lot. you for that. That's why I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I just remember that now that in in, in this, it was crazy. It was crazy. crazy. And I remember from the first day we had the chorus, I was so appreciative to the people that actually showed up. And there was no press outside. 
But then this one girl had mm-hmm. said, I'm going to the chorus of Martha Reed. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly their whole oh. press came oh, to no. the address. Oh. And so when we came out after we'd started, it was like 40, 50, 60. I can't remember how many, but it was so many press people. And Elizabeth and I, I tried to drive away and they threw themselves at the car. They were lying on the on the hood of the car, you know, yeah. while we were driving. Oh, no. <laughs> like, yes, wow. yes. So they like jumped oh. up, and jumped on top of the car. We're lying, taking pictures in front wow. of us. You know, they, it was it was crazy. It was crazy times. Um, anyway, so then we had so much criticism. Uh, I, of course, felt that I was ruining for my family, everybody else, da da da. Um, but also, what is it that triggers people so yes. much from coming into your truth? Yeah. Like, that yeah. is my biggest question. Um, we have not, uh, you know, we we don't do widget boards. We, you know, we just communicate with our bodies and mm. and we do energy readings and we heal people. We're actually helping people to grow. Yes, uh, it's just in a way that, at least here in Norway, is very uh, looked. Not so much now, I have to say, but then was like, what on earth? is mm. this because mm. we didn't really have yoga at the time and we didn't it was almost uh, illegal with acupuncture yes. you know yeah like yeah, 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 yeah i remember yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. and and so chiropractors were i think the only things were that were okay at the time and that was also a bit dodgy <laughs> so yeah. you can imagine yeah. when i come and say talk to angels everybody <laughs> uh, really it's amazing <laughs> and feathers uh, yeah feathers coming <laughs> down <laughs> yes, yes coming down from heaven yeah. yes mm. and 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 I wrote Elizabeth and I, yes, yeah. I know, it's crazy. Yeah, but I did. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know it is they, they appeared they everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's and strange. This was, um, this of course, that's, <laughs> was that's not really understood. strange. It amazed me also today. Mm. Suddenly a feather coming, da- but, but where it's coming from? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, they appeared uh, from it's, many it's places. It's so strange, yeah. But anyway, we, we uh, yeah, so we went through that and I continued having this uh, spiritual center, which you uh, went to, Mighty. I uh, did. And that's how we got to meet yeah. as well. Mm. Um, was, uh, we had that for 12 years until 2018. Uh, no. 2019. 19. Mm. Uh, and... Uh, it was an amazing journey, and the m- what I loved the most about having that center was seeing the light being lit in people's eyes, uh, yeah. and people being more free, more happy, mm. making the choices that actually is good for them. Yeah, uh, yeah. from the truth in them mm. instead of what they think that is ex- expected of them. Yeah. And so for me, it was so valuable. And we also wrote seven books or something, I think, five, yeah, um, together. And that was, of course, also chaos and Big Bang <laughs> extreme yeah. every yeah. time a book came out. <laughs> so mm. you can imagine this just kept going and going mm. and going. But at the same time, Norway started changing with this mm. too, because yeah. more and more people dead coming out, come mm. out. Yeah. And I had people, you know, when I go grocery shopping, mm. they would walk with their trolleys next to me and they would go, I'm like you. And then they would <laughs> yeah. trolley off, you know, <laughs> like and yeah. they wouldn't dare. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I think is so sad that we have created a society where where 
so restricted into what is okay and what is not and yeah. that we're still in this spiritual closet that we are not allowed to be who we are we are not allowed to be truthful to ourselves we have to be uh, what is okay with everybody else and mm. everybody is supposed to fit into this little box and i don't yeah. know anybody who fits into that box no. even the boring people don't fit into that box no. no and so and so it's really and people who really try don't fit into the box and we just get so taunted by not fitting mm. into the box mm. instead of saying hey who are you what is your passion yeah. Yeah. what is your truth what is your where uh where do you come from what what is yeah. your core you know how do you want to live your mm. life and as long as that is from because also what people say then is like yes but if everybody follows that then it'll be chaos no it won't because yeah. we have mm. because spirit is a is a systemic uh, system as is a system as well um but it's based on unconditional love yeah, yeah. instead of control Yeah. And so that is a total different thing. And that's what I want to teach people. Yes. So that's a bit about my past. Now I have, um, I'm a, a serial entrepreneur because I love creating new scenes. And I have started a tech company for uh, the horse world called HES360, which is called, means Horse360. It's about uh, all horse things in Norway on all kinds of platforms. Um, I also have... Uh, a fashion brand called Hest, which I am uh, a founder and partner and also a marketing director at the moment. So okay. that, and that's actually amazing. And then I met my new love, Shaman Durek as well. So that's also amazing. But that's also been a few bangs all the time uh, because <laughs> yeah. he, do, he, he, he is even more free than me with speaking about what you actually know and feel. And I think when you speak... And he's a spirit shaman, so he speaks to spirits. And so uh, with that, he sees the world in a different way because he sees mm. everything in the world as spirits. He sees yeah. the blood, he sees the muscles, he sees every organ has a spirit. And we yeah. are spirits, mm. we have a spirit in us, we are all composed of many spirits, he says. But, but that's a classical uh, shamanic way, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you have different kinds of shamans. You have the water stone have a spirit. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you have water shamans, fire shamans, earth yeah. shamans, spirit shamans, you know, um, and air shamans. And so... Um, And so his his view is, of course, from the uh, rigid, I would say, Norwegian way of this is in, in inside the norm and that is totally outside. That's totally outside. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that creates a lot of conflict. But yeah. he for me, a little bit like you experienced. Yes, exactly. Mm. Yeah. And for me, uh, meeting a person like Dirk really just solidifies who I am and um, being even more true to that side of me and i think you know that's why we're all here we mm. need mm. not just the three of us but everybody in the world mm. yeah is here to find our purpose and what what we who we are and mm. just live that love into the world yes mm. and whatever way we want to express that love is mm. amazing mm. 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 so basically that's my And you are getting married. <laughs> And I'm getting married. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In August. Okay. So it will cool. be a fairy tale wedding. Yes. It yes. will be yes. a fairy tale wedding. Mm. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we too. Yes. 
<laughs> you think you will be invited? Hopefully. Yes, you will. I hope so. Hopefully, but we don't know. No. <laughs> and I'm really excited because it's going to be in the most magical place in Norway. And, yes. and I'm so excited about we that. Yeah, with the course. high mountains yes. and the fjord oh. and yeah. the... Oh, and the beautiful river. weather is going to be. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have to. We, <laughs> have, we, we, are, we are not. We are not dancing the rain dance. No, we no. are dancing the sun dance. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And there are amazing waterfalls that come down yeah. there, and yeah, it's just so beautiful. And it's just the most per- perfect, perfect place. spot. Yes. Perfect, perfect spot. spot. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. And we are really looking forward to share also this journey with you. Yes. Uh, to be here every week and talk about uh, coming into love. Yes. And that's so important for mm. all of us. Mm. Even if you ha- are a spirit shaman or if you are a, a heart person or whoever uh, we are. Or all a priest. Of us. And, we, and mm-hmm. I, I think, you, Matta, you say it's so beautiful uh, because you say... Mm, if it's a forest with uh, similar trees in the forest, all the trees are similar, uh, then it's a very weak forest. Yes. But if we have all the different kind of uh, plants and trees in the forest, it's a strong forest. And mm-hmm. I hope we can mm. uh, feel that and we can also be humans and we are different, all of us. Yeah, yeah, re- and we respect each other. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I don't understand. Yeah. Why can't we just respect each other as we are and be okay with it? It doesn't threaten everybody, anybody no. that I have a different view than somebody else. I don't get threatened by them having a different view. That's okay. That's your view. But this, yeah. this is, I think that's the chip in our head <laughs> that we were programmed yes. from thousands and thousands of years because it's always been judgment. Yeah. Yeah. When when the Protestant uh, the Protestant came, the Catholic Church and the Protestant Church, they were killing each other. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, it, it has always been like that. So I think now is the time when actually there is a possibility that we can change it. Yeah. yeah. We can come together, yeah, as and humans, yes, because it's very important that we are humans, and and is a criticism that uh, keeps us away from being yourself and yeah. the judgment and the judgment. Yeah. So and I, and I hope that everybody listening to this podcast want to try join us in changing the world, and you start changing the world by changing your way of being, connecting to your heart, and living your truthful. A truthful life. Yes. 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 Please DM us on Hot Smart Convos on Instagram. Thank you. See you next week. Bye bye. I mean, yeah, we won't see each other next week. No. We'll, 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 we'll meet. Join. Join. <laughs> join us next Please week. Please join us next join week. Join us. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, bye. Have a great week. Have a nice week. Art Smart Conversations.